Working Blind, sharing the stories of working blind people from across the globe. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Working Blind. This episode's a bit different because I'm with someone who has started their own business. Angela has very kindly joined me on the podcast to talk about what she does. Hi Angela. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Just actually, you, you caught me. I'm I'm, uh, I'm taking a little time off my day job, a little vacation time to actually write up the business plan for this business and really, uh, you know, really get all the ideas down on paper and, and put a, a firm plan in place. So you really caught me at the, at the most, one of the most exciting and also one of the most frustrating parts of starting a business yeah so how long have you had your business and can you tell the listeners kind of a bit about what you're doing so i make and sell beef jerky um i've been doing it for a number of years just selling a homemade product informally um to friends and family and you know uh, with within the blindness community primarily um you know, because I am blind and that's where I know people. Um, but I've decided on the, you know, really the urging of a lot of my customers to take it commercial. So um, I've started a company called Gliding Eagle Jerky. And my goals are to, and I, I just started this company and I'm, uh, you know, really just laying the, laying the foundation now. But my goals are twofold. I want to produce really, you know, amazing jerky, obviously. But I also want to provide employment opportunities for for uh, blind people and people with disabilities. As you know, you, I don't need to. I don't need to tell you of the the stigma we face. The you know the the ignorance as to our capabilities. And it's often it's it's difficult for a blind person to find that first job. Um, so that's really where I see myself coming in and offering that first job because once you've got work experience, once you've done something, once you can say, "Look, I've done this, and here's the reference to prove it," it's hard for people with any degree of objectivity to say you can't do it because you've already done it. Yeah, and you've got that experience, and you can say, "Well, actually, I can do it." And look, here's here's all my experience that tells you otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that's really cool so you'll both be an employee and an employer i guess in your own way well yeah i mean i'm an employee currently i i I work at a community college and that's something that uh you know obviously once the business becomes profitable i'm going to be doing that full time but you know being an employee is teaching me some things about being a boss and you know what i think a what I want to be like as a boss and what I really things that I want to avoid doing. Um, so I can, yeah, you, you know, you, you're right in a sense. I, I can see it from both sides of the fence. Hmm, that's really cool. And how long have you actually been making beef jerky? I mean, you said it was a while, but what kind of got you on the road to doing that? It was my dad who inspired me really. And this was back before, well, I mean, if you want to go back to the really early days, I mean, I started around, gosh, 
I think it was before I even went to the Colorado Center for the Blind when my dad and I really started experimenting and, and, you know, hey, we should make our own beef jerky. I mean, we're paying a lot of money for this beef jerky, so we should make our own. Yeah. But back then it was sort of a hobby thing. You know, we'd, we'd make our beef jerky and eat it and, you know, maybe share it with other people and whatnot. And, you know, people would say, you know, you should sell this. And, you know, we kind of poo-pooed the idea, <laughs> you know, come on, you know, sell it, you know, we're, we're not that good. But I went to, went to Colorado and got my blindness skills training. And then I came back and I came back to, to, to California, Northern California, where I live. And I started going to school. And, you know, being the hobbyist that I am, I, you know, I picked up making jerky again. Um, you know, cause when you're, when you come back home, you pick up your back home hobbies. That's just what people do. Yeah. And there came a time and I was, you know, by that time I'd gotten involved in the NFB and gotten, you know, I'd, I'd gotten to know more people and shared my jerky with them. But there came a time and right about 2012 where I was really falling on some hard times financially. You know, I'm, I'm a single mom. Um, I was going to school, you know, my dad wasn't working, yeah. you know, he did, he did, you know, he, he needed my, you know, my help and support. Um, so I was really having a rough go of it financially and yeah, I was, so tough. national convention was coming up and I said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to go to this convention. I just don't have the money. And I was talking to a friend of mine. And I said, you know, I just don't know how I'm going to do this, you know, and I was really feeling sorry for myself at the time, you know, because my financial situation just was not good. And he said, you know, Angela, I've tried your jerky. It's really good. You should make a bunch of it. I will loan you the cost of the, you know, the, the material, make a bunch of jerky and sell it at convention. So I thought about it and I did, and, you know, he, he loaned me the, you know, the, the money and I, uh, you know, made all this jerky and sold it. And I, it really, it really put me over that hump. And, you know, from that day forward, it was sort of my little side hustle and it, it's gotten me through, you know, when, when money's tight at the end of the month, you know, the jerky business, you know, sort of, you know, pushes me on to the next month you know that's so cool because I think there's a lot of blind people who struggle to kind of make that money on the side because yeah a lot of people might go work in a bar or a restaurant or something and that can be kind of difficult for a lot of blind people so you know you've used a talent of yours to find a way of getting around that so that's really interesting well and it's something I've you know it's something I've always done you know my I've seen my stepfather, you know, go from, from job to job and just do whatever, you know, he could and use whatever talents he had to, uh, to put money on the table and, and, and feed the family. And I sort of, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of learned from that example that, you know, that's what you do when money's tight. You, you pick up a job on the side, you, uh, you do whatever you can do. And I've always done it when I was a, a very young child. Um, I used to do, you know, work for my uncle, be it, uh, you know, work around the house, you know, help him out with, you know, some, some, you know, woodworking projects or whatever he was doing to, you know, cleaning or, you know, whatever, just whatever he needed doing for, you know, for, for, for an hourly rate. 
So, you know, you just, you just do what, do what you can do, you know, and it's just something that I've always, something I've always done. Yeah. And and what was, what was your education like kind of before you started this business? I mean, I guess the whole business side is quite new. So what, what going through school, things like that, you know, what were your experiences like as a blind person in that kind of situation? Well, my background is in psychology. I have a bachelor's in psychology from Sacramento state. And then I, then, then, then I graduated and it's like, Oh, what the heck am I going to do now? I'm, I'm graduated. I don't, you know, <laughs> so I got into a master's. I, <laughs> I'm out in the big bad world now. I have yeah. to be an adult. What's this? Um, so I got, I got an online master's from Colorado state university in, in organizational leadership. So it's, it's an interesting background in that, you know, the psychology aspect of it, um, followed by the organizational leadership. And, you know, you're thinking, why didn't you just get a master's in organizational psychology? Uh, well, organizational leadership was the one that they offered. And it was fully online, you know, so, you know, at the time I, you know, I, I live about an hour from Sacramento and I was commuting, you know, my last semester at Sac State, I was commuting, you know, three hours a day, five days a week. And I just, you know, like I spent more time on the bus than I did in class. Yeah. So, you know, I was sick of it by the time I graduated. It's like, I don't ever want to do this again. So I got this online masters and you know by the time I started that and then I you know landed a job with the Center for Independent Living around here so by the time the end of that year rolled around you know the year in which I graduated I had you know things to do in a purpose again and I was happy so yeah that's very cool and do you think your education in any ways helping you with the business side of things or is it a, a real new direction that you're just taking off on I can tell you how it's helping right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I set to write this business plan, you know, writing a business plan seemed daunting, but you know, when I was going through master's programs, just about every week there was a term paper due. Mm. So I just look at it as just another nasty term paper. <laughs> and you know, the research aspect of it, it really, you know, it really honed my research skills. But I find myself applying some of the principles of organizational leadership in my own life and, you know, in, in my business and trying to apply them to my, to my day job as well. But, you know, there I'm, you know, I'm just one of the office workers, you know. So. <laughs> but maybe once you're employing people yourself, that will come in quite a bit. It will. It will. I mean, especially, you know, having been in the working world for a few years and, you know, seeing what worked and seeing what didn't and applying it to my own, you know, my own educational background. I think those, those things will, you know, will, will hopefully bear fruit once I get to a point where I'm the boss. Yeah. And what kind of jobs do you see yourself giving other people with disabilities? So when your business grows and becomes bigger, what, what kind of jobs are you going to be employing people to do? At present, um, you know, a lot of it's going to be in the sales and marketing area. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that's going to be the, the, the segment of the company that's going to be growing faster at first. Um, you know, later I can see, you know, potentially the, you know, product development and things like that. But, you know, the, right off the bat, it's going to be, it's going to be sales and marketing, market, market, market. Yeah, you've got to get those sales up in the beginning, get people interested. There you go. <laughs> they got to get, got to get your name out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you said you went to the Colorado Center for the Blind and for the kind of people who don't know that's a blindness independence training program, but do you think that's helped your business in any way or led to you kind of going to do this sort of thing? It gave me the confidence as a blind person to know I could do it. You know, it's the not so subtle difference between I have a problem. Who's going to help me solve it? And I have a problem. How am I going to solve it? Right. You know, and maybe I get help and maybe I don't. You know, when you're when you're looking to go somewhere, you know, be it to the store, to work, to the, you know, to the bar on Friday night. I don't care. Wherever <laughs> wherever it is you want to go. Yeah. Some might ask you, who's going to take you? But I think a better question, whether somebody actually takes you or not, a better question is, how are you going to get there? Right. That's the difference that independence training makes. It's the not so subtle difference between who's going to take you and how are you going to get there? Because you're making the decision, even if someone is assisting you, you're the one who's choosing that. You know, you, you make the choice to, you know, to either, you know, call up your friend and say, Hey man, can you give me a ride? Or walking or taking the bus or taking an Uber or whatever. But, but the choice is in your hands. And if you have that confidence, you've got a number of different options at your, at your disposal to get where you need to go. And I guess that helps you as a business owner in the, like you said, you now have the confidence to think, well, I can do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, it's just, it's the attitude that, you know, really blindness is just one of the many characteristics that make up the unique tapestry that is me that is all of us yeah that's so important to come to that kind of thinking because for so many of us it takes a long time (laughs) well yeah and having worked in the independent living movement and you know having worked at you know community college as well yeah I've seen people at varying stages of that uh, of that transition um and in many ways having been born totally blind it's um it's less of a transition for me than you know someone who lost their vision later in life but anybody can get there that's true you just got to find that confidence in the people who support you in getting over that you know getting through that barrier which might be inside of you sometimes that well i can't do this so you get to the other side sometimes our biggest enemy is the enemy within yeah i definitely think that's true yeah. that little that little that little lying voice inside us that says you can't you're not good enough you're not worthy you just gotta you just gotta cross-examine that voice and prove it wrong and so 
jumping back to the beef jerky, what kind of products do you have at the moment? Well, and again, at the moment, I got the homemade product, but once I get the commercial venture going, I'm going to be launching the same products that I'm, you know, that I'm currently making in my, my humble little kitchen. Um, there's a teriyaki, which is pretty much our, you know, the mainstay. I mean, every, everybody likes teriyaki. I mean, it's not spicy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a good sweet teriyaki. We've also got the dad's bragging rights, which has a unique story behind it because my dad and I always competed in the kitchen. <laughs> and yeah, so he comes up with this recipe for this, for this beef jerky and, you know, he mixes it up and he says, you know, you got all this, you know, this meat, you just bought a bunch of meat. I want you to put some of it in, the, in this marinade. Okay. You know, I want you to rub it with this. Okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll do. So I made it like he told me to do it. And, you know, it came out and I tried it and it was so good. I just said, you know, dad, you, you won this round. I'm, I'm just giving it to you. So yeah, he, <laughs> he had bragging rights and hence, hence the name of the, the, the name of the product. Um, and the bragging rights is a peppery jerky and it, it's, it's hard to describe the flavor because it's kind of unique. You take your, 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 what you think your traditional pepper jerky ought to be. And you add a little bit of sweetness and a, a just a much fuller, more robust flavor to complement that pepper. And you've got your you've got your dad's bragging rights. And it's moderately spicy. It's you know, I would say, you know, the majority of people you know can 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 handle the dad's bragging rights. Now the raging Cajun has a niche all its own because that is a spicy, robust. You know, holy smoke, what did you do with the fire extinguisher kind of jerky? It, you know, <laughs> if, you, if, you've ever, if you've ever read the, um, the Harry Potter books, and, you know, when someone got a cold, they took a pepper up potion, and the, you know, the steam coming out of their ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if, if, you, if you like spicy, it's, it's a very flavorful, very flavorful jerky. Um, so if you like it hot, you're you know, you'll, you'll like the rage and Cajun. The majority of people can't, it's, it's too spicy for the, for most, for the majority of people. But I bet the ones but, that do, they love it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It, it, it has its own niche. It definitely has its own, its own niche. That's really cool. Cause um, they seem like kind of pretty diverse flavors, you know, something for everyone. Well, exactly. And what kind of, are you hoping to kind of create some other flavors in the future or stick to those three to start with? Well, I do. I, I want to come out, eventually I want to come out with a gluten-free jerky. Oh. Um, and it, it's, it's sort of a, it, 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 I've heard it described as a Hawaiian flavor, um, but I, I, I call it, I call it Tiffany's Best uh, because I, one of my friends was, uh, she was getting, what, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Jealous? Envious? <laughs> Envious, maybe. Because her, you know, her, her dietary restrictions wouldn't permit her to eat my jerky. Oh. And I'm like, you know, this is, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I'm making jerky and everybody else can have it and she can't. So. I said, okay, you know, we need to, we need to fix this situation. Well, she had, she recommended in, 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 in the, you know, Sacramento area, there's a, 
a store called Gluten-Free Specialties, and it was on J Street in Sacramento, and I I hope it still is because it's a, it's a, it's a handy little place to, to so I went in there and I explained the situation and they recommended these these you know things that I that were safe to to try and I I made up this marinade and and she just you know she just loves it I mean every time she hears about me but making a batch she'll text or call and go are you making my special jerky <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah. If you're listening, the answer is yes. I will. <laughs> That's great. Because I mean, I think, you know, there are so many people who, for whatever reason, can't have certain things. So it's really cool to make sure that there's more products out there for everyone. So. Well, yeah, and it'll be coming down the pipe later. It, it's, it's, to, to certify something as gluten-free requires a few more, you know, hoops, hoops. and, you yeah. know, acrobatic tricks and things like that. So it, it will be coming. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it won't come out with the first run, but it will be coming. Mm. Yeah, that kind of stuff takes a bit of time. There's definitely some uh, paperwork involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of what's your timeline for the business? I know that's a really awful question to ask someone who's... <laughs> oh, I, I, I call it playing Nostradamus because I'm trying to predict <laughs> the future when really there's so much unknown about the present. But it is my it is my hope. The following statement is speculation, pure speculation, and nothing but speculation. So help me God. Um, I hope to have the first run out by July 4th. Now, there's a couple things on that. The first is, uh, you know, it's just in time for the NFB National Convention. And, you know, I kind of like to go there and sell jerky. But the second aspect of it is it's we have one of the initiatives that we're going to roll out is our blind Blinded Veterans Initiative. And that is that we're going to donate a, a portion of the, you know, the, the proceeds we're going to make an annual donation to organizations which assists blinded veterans. Oh, that's cool. Cause you know, they got a double transition to deal with. Mm -hmm. Not only are they, you know, not only do they have to deal with losing their vision, but they got to deal with the reintegration into society. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a great thing to, um, to give money towards. Cause like you say, it's not just one thing you're dealing with there. It's that whole, adjustment of coming back you know whether you've just left the military or not and then obviously the blindness it can be kind of complicated I would imagine yeah yeah so one way or the other yes um if I don't have you know the the commercial product one of my one of my goals um, at convention is to connect with uh, with blind vendors actually and uh, and try to market the product to them um, so if, if gliding eagle isn't selling the the commercial product and good old angela will have the homemade product <laughs> selling that, so, so one way or another if you're <laughs> at convention you can buy beef jerky. one way or another yeah <laughs> and i also have um a facebook page you can like gliding eagle jerky on facebook and mm -hmm. i have a twitter the hashtag is 
G-E, jerky. Okay. If you know me, you know what a, um, a big step it was for me to actually start utilizing Twitter. I was, oh. uh, I was talked into getting a Twitter account several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mainly did it just to get the individual who was talking me into it to quit nagging me. but now I'm actually utilizing the platform, um, to, uh, actually, actually, you know, accomplish something. Mm. So that's really awesome. Um, well, definitely, you know, I hope people who listen to this episode will go over and follow you on Twitter and Facebook and kind of find out a bit more about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, keep it updated. It's, uh, something that I probably need to update more often. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a way to get in touch with me, a way to, you know, a way to look at my, you know, what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a handy thing to have. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me. It was really interesting to find out about what you're doing and kind of best of luck for the future really uh no problem and uh you know i'll uh, i'll definitely get uh get your podcast uh, out on my social media yeah <laughs> get it you know get it circulating and we'll uh we'll get people tuning in and paying attention yeah that sounds great thank you so much no problem Thanks for listening to Working Blind. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. For more of my advocacy initiatives, including my blog, visit my website, http colon slash slash catchthesewords.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at catchthesewords. That's C-A-T-C-H-T-H-E-S-E-W-O-R-D-S. If you have any comments or feedback, please email me holly at catchthesewords.com.